welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace a need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 80 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thanks for joining me. All right, I cannot believe that we're at number 80 already. I still remember when I was first starting this out, and for the longest time, it felt like I was in single digits of podcast episodes, and I wondered how I would ever get up to have, you know, a significant number of episodes available for you guys. And look, here we're 80. Who's listened to every episode? If you have, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email, info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. Uh, but it's been a fun journey. I still love doing these episodes and I hope they continue to be really helpful for you in your own weight loss journey. Today we are talking about a really important topic and I thought it was fitting to do this on a kind of bigger number episode like 80. We are going to talk about how to take action. So if you are somebody who struggles with uh, knowing what to do, like you you listen to this podcast, you consume other places where you're getting education, but you're not sure how to actually put it into action in your life. That is what we are talking about today. Today's episode is for you. I will be talking about how do you go from knowing what to do to consistently doing it in your life so you actually see the results that you want to see. First, I wanted to introduce myself for anybody that's new. My name is Siobhan Key. I am a weight loss coach for physicians as well as a practicing obesity medicine physician. I help physicians who struggle with emotional eating and binge eating find lasting ways of stopping those behaviors without relying on willpower and where they have the confidence that they know they can problem solve it and manage it throughout their life. And I love it. It's so empowering to see my clients get such radical changes uh, in their life and in their eating. Um, And emotional eating is something I know well. This is my passion for helping physicians because I've been there. I know what it's like to struggle with this and feel so frustrated that you can't figure out how to stop doing these behaviors that you know are harmful for yourself. Uh, I spent so much energy trying to figure this out. And really, that's partly why I went through the path of getting obesity medicine certification. And ultimately, what it was that helped me sort out my own emotional eating and give me solutions that have lasted me now for years was life coach training. So the life coach type tools that I use and teach in this podcast and that I use with my clients are really transformative if you struggle with emotional or binge eating. Uh, If that is you, if you feel that you need more help than what you've been able to figure out on your own, or when you listen to this episode about taking action, if you just feel you need help on actually making that happen, then coaching might be right for you. And you can head over to my website, weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca and click on the work with me tab. From there, you could book a free introductory session with me to uh, chat about this and to talk about what you need and how I would best be able to help. 
Uh, I am pretty busy these days. And so there is getting to be a little bit of a wait list. So if you are interested in this, I would encourage you to head over sooner than later to reserve your spot. All right, it is the weekend. It is a long weekend here in Canada or here in British Columbia, and I am on call. <laughs> and so I, it has actually been a fairly good long weekend of call so far, knock on wood, that I have not been up during the nights and the days have been reasonably quiet. So I have been busy working on my new course called Stress Eating SOS, and it launches as of the day this podcast is going to be released. So if you're hearing this, right now. Uh, you can't register for it anymore, but I'm hoping that you had a chance to. I'm hoping that you got registered while registration was open because I really think it's going to be amazing. I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about all the content that I'm creating right now. Um, and if you missed it, then just keep your ears open, send me an email, and I'll let you know when the next one comes out. I'm sure down the road I'll be releasing the course in the future. I just don't really know when. All right, let's talk about taking action. So there have been a lot of times in my life regarding weight that I struggled to take action. And a lot of different times, a lot of beating myself up about it, a lot of wondering why as a smart physician, I couldn't get myself to actually do what I thought I needed to do and why I kept choosing day after day to stay in the old patterns that I knew weren't making me happy and that I knew were probably harming my health. Um, and so I think this is a kind of near and dear topic to me in that I know what it's like to be there. Um, and I think I now have a much better solution for it, a much better way of managing this than what I ever did back when I was trying to lose weight. More recently, the time that I've needed these skills is if you listen to a few episodes ago, my episode about the pain, the back pain that I suddenly ended up with and how it kind of stalled me out for a while and brought back some old habits. I And that also happened during the kind of when all of the COVID stuff started. So when I was also trying to adjust to life with COVID, um, I really had to come to a point where I had to sit myself down and go, okay, you know, this is where we're at. There's still pain. Sleep's not really getting better, but we can't continue down the path that what you've been choosing to go on. So how are we going to get ourselves back? And how are we going to get back into action and doing the things that I know in my logical brain, I know make me feel better. I know give me more energy. I know make me feel happier. And yet in the moment, it can feel like you're in quicksand. It can feel so hard to go from here to there. And I'm hoping that today's episode is going to make it easier for you to take those steps to, if you are in quicksand, to get some feet loose and take those first steps out of the quicksand so that you can start to get traction and start to build momentum. Because that's the secret with taking action. Those first steps are the hard ones. Once you take those first ones, then it actually gets very simple. And you have that momentum going and you have the positive uh, emotions and the positive experience of taking action towards your goals and things get easier to do. The magic is in when you're standing in quicksand, how do you get yourself to actually get going? That's the magic. And that's what we're talking about today. So when I was creating this podcast episode, I was thinking, what is it that makes it so hard to take action? How do we get in our own way? Or where do we get stuck that 
makes it hard to go from where we're at to where we want to take action. And I think there's probably lots of different reasons. But I came up with kind of my top four that I think are most likely to be acting up. The number one is fear of failure. And I think this is such a big one. If you have struggled with weight in the past, if you have tried past diets, and if you feel they didn't work, fear of failure will hold you back every time. It will make it feel like you're risking something by taking action. And our brain does not like to risk failure. Our brain views failure If it's left alone, our brain views failure as a risk to us. If you think in more evolutionary terms, if we were to really fail at something, it probably was a risk to us. It was a risk to our survival. And that's how our brain views it now. So fear of failure is normal. But the question is, what do you make the failure mean? And what definition do you use for failure? And I think that is the magic question. Because we're taught that failure means we didn't lose enough weight. We didn't get to the right size. We aren't losing weight quick enough. There's a lot of these external measures of weight loss that we gain from uh, things outside of us that are contribute to our fear of failure and make our definition of failure. So If you feel that fear of failure is holding you back, what you want to do is really look at it and go, okay, what what is the risk of failing here? So if we're talking weight loss, if we're talking about an eating healthy goal and your brain says, you know what, starting exposes me to too much risk of failure because it might not turn out the way I want it to, ask yourself how it's turning out right now because often that part of our brain does not tell us about what's happening with our current actions. So there's probably a reason why you're wanting to change your habits. And if what you think is going on right now is not what you actually want for yourself, then maybe in some way, you could say that there's failure attached to what's currently happening. And so changing what you're doing I I like thinking about this and I'm not bringing this up because I think you need to beat yourself up about what you're currently doing. If you listen to any of these episodes, you know, that's, I think the exact opposite, but I like to think when your brain says there's risk on this side of the equation, I like to think what's the risk on the other side. So yes, if you try to make changes and you try something new, there is always a chance that it's not going to turn out the way you want, but you may already know that the current habits are not turning out the way you want. So there's risk of failure on both sides. And maybe the risk of failure is actually higher on the side of staying with what you're doing. I think that's a really good question to ask yourself in a compassionate way, again, not beating yourself up, but ask yourself, okay, if I'm afraid of things not going well, if I make change, what's not going to go well if I don't make change? And how likely is it not going to go well if I don't make change? And really laying it out for your brain, because again, that piece of your brain doesn't look to both sides of the fence. It just looks at the possibilities on the one side. Second reason why we don't take action is we're stuck in some unhelpful patterns of thought and emotion. So stuck in confusion would be a really common one about weight loss stuff. Like, I just don't know what I should do. I just don't know what the right diet is. I just don't know you know, should I fast or not fast? How much should I eat? What should my macros be? All these sorts of things, which are confusion. But guess what happens when you think thoughts that make you feel confused? How are your actions? 
generally they're stuck. Usually if you have a whole lot of confusion type thinking, you get stuck and you don't make changes because your brain freezes and it doesn't know which one to choose. It doesn't know where to go. So watching for confusion thinking is a big one. Other things are overwhelmed, like feeling overwhelmed by the process, being feeling overwhelmed by other things in your life uh, can make you feel stuck and hard to take action. And the way we treat overwhelm, the way we manage overwhelm is through our thinking, because all of our feelings are caused by thoughts. Overwhelm is a feeling. So there's thoughts that are causing overwhelm. Sometimes if we're with weight, the overwhelm can be coming from, I have so much to lose. I'm never going to get there. This is such a big project. Uh, this is, if it's binge eating, this is such a big issue. And I've done this for so long. It's going to be so hard to stop. There's so many different thought patterns that can be giving you overwhelm, but notice the feeling and then work backwards. Notice the overwhelm and then go, okay, what am I thinking that's causing that? Can I think about it in a different way? Can I break this down into smaller pieces to make it easier to take action? Doubt would be the other one. And that's similar to uh, fear of failure in that doubting yourself, doubting your abilities to actually make change. Well, guess what? It'll make it so you don't actually take action to make change. Uh, you get stuck in kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy there. Same sort of thing. You want to look at your thoughts that are causing the feelings of doubt. And that's a place where you want to work on changing, which will then make action actually easier to, to take. The third reason why people don't take action is avoiding discomfort. So change by nature creates discomfort in our lives. So making a change, changing what you're eating, changing what you're doing during the day, changing your habits, all of that creates some element of discomfort. It may be worth it in the long run because of the goals that you're trying to get to, but it does create discomfort. And in general, our brains don't like discomfort. So we try to avoid it. And our brain will say, that's going to be too much. Those having these cravings for this food and not eating is going to be too unimaginably uncomfortable. And so I'm just not going to do it. And again, this comes down to what I was saying before is our brain looks at one side of the equation. So it will look at the discomfort on the one side and say, this is too much discomfort. But what it does not voluntarily tell you is what's the discomfort on the other side. So yes, changing what you're eating and being uh, willing to experience food cravings, but not act on them. Yes, that does involve discomfort. But continuing to eat food that doesn't make your body feel good, or you continue to eat in a way where you might be gaining weight and you don't feel physically well, or affecting medical conditions, all those sorts of things also involve discomfort. And our brain won't look at that discomfort in the moment when you're trying to make choices about food and what type of action you take. So if you catch yourself thinking thoughts that it's going to be too uncomfortable to take action, ask yourself, what discomfort am I already experiencing? There is always discomfort. And I did a whole podcast episode about this. Either side of the equation, there is discomfort. And so it's a matter of which discomfort do you want to choose? So if you are able to logically look at both of the discomforts, it will make it easier to make decisions. And it'll make it easier to take action. The number four is fear of time or work involved. So again, kind of ties into overwhelm where we feel that there's just so much to do and it would take such big changes in our life 
to take action. And again, I think that's a bit of a story our brain tells us to keep us stuck because our brain doesn't want to do the change. The reality is if you actually look at it, and if this is your issue, I I would encourage you to sit down with pen and paper and look at what you're currently doing and how much time it takes to do different things. And then write down how much time do you realistically think it would take to do the healthier behaviors that you're trying to implement. And you may be surprised that the healthier behaviors do not actually take much more time. I have a personal example of this is when my kids were little, I used to often, you know, be leaving the house in a hurry in the mornings to get to the office and feeling like I didn't have time. So I wouldn't eat breakfast here. And then I would be like, oh, I just don't have any time. I'll just go through the drive through I'll go to McDonald's drive through for breakfast really quickly. And at some point, I started to pay attention to how long does it actually take you to go through McDonald's drive through And you know what? It actually takes longer than grabbing a quick breakfast out of the fridge or something very quick from the house. Um, There's the driving time out of your way. There's the sitting in the drive-thru. There's the waiting to pay, waiting to get your food. And then eating the food. It's honestly, at least in my life, it's quicker for me to have food from home. Things like that. When you actually look at it on paper, it can become very clear But when you're in the midst of it and when your brain's telling you a story about how it thinks it will be, it won't always provide you that information. Your brain's attached to one way of doing it and it thinks it's the best way. It thinks it's the fastest way, but that doesn't actually mean that's true. Uh, So looking at it and questioning your brain is a very good uh, pattern here. All right, let's talk about how do you actually take action. So you've thought through what of these patterns might be going on in your life, what might be getting in your way of taking action. And you've kind of looked at your thinking around it, because really, again, that's a place that's a magic spot to look is what are you thinking that's making it hard to take action? And can you think in a slightly different way that will make it easier to take action? Because when we try to take action only from just changing our action and we keep the same thought patterns, that's when action feels really difficult and it feels tiring and it feels like you have to use willpower and you have to force yourself to. When we take action because we've chosen thoughts that make us feel in a way that it's easy to take action, it actually becomes much simpler. Doesn't mean it's always easy and we're going to talk about that today, but it makes it far more simpler. So if you're having difficulties taking action, Move up the thought model a bit and look at your thoughts. That's a place to work and look to make a difference. So how to take action. My four points on how to take action. Number one, you need a really good reason why you want to take action. You need a reason that's going to fire you up and make you inspired to take action. And that reason is going to be different for everybody. Um, And it may take a little bit of thinking to find the reason that works for you. It may take some time to really develop a reason that really fires you up. Like the first reasons you have might be good and they're things you want. But down the road, you might hit on something where you're like, oh, yes, that is what I want. For me, you've all heard me talk about the Wendy's French fries that I struggled with. The reason that really fired me up and made me willing to experience those cravings and not act on them was I just don't want this to control me anymore. I'm tired of being controlled by Wendy's French fries. Sounds simple, but that was what, when I found it, it hit me and I was like, yes, I will go through some difficult stuff if needed 
to no longer be controlled by those Wendy's French fries. So think through, I always talk to my clients about letting this question rumble around in your brain a bit. So yes, ask yourself, write down anything you come up with. Why would you want to take action? Why is it important? Why do you want to take action now? Not tomorrow, not next week. Why is it important to take action now? But then also let that question rumble around in your head. And what you'll find is over time, your brain will give you more answers. And again, you may suddenly have an answer pop into your brain where you're like, oh, yes, that is what I want. Number two on how to take action, you need to trust yourself and choose a path. There are so many different ways of approaching this. There are so many different options you could choose. And guess what? I'm here to tell you there is no right answer. I know we are all looking for the right answer. We want the answer that's going to work for us. There's no right answer. Human bodies are so diverse. The reasons why we have weight are so diverse. The reasons why we eat or emotionally eat are diverse. So there is no cookie cutter answer to what's going to work for you. That's great because there's no risk to being wrong. You just, you decide what you think is the most reasonable option in the moment. You start with that. And then you be prepared to tweak it and adjust it as you go along. If you wait until you come across the right diet plan, the right thing, you're you're wasting time and chances are you're going to find out that it's not so right. If there was the perfect diet plan out there, we would have discovered it. I wouldn't need to be doing this podcast. It would just be simple if it really was just we need to find the right answer. I think what it is, is there's lots of right answers. And what's going to be the right answer for your body and the right answer in your life is going to be probably different from the person beside you. So trusting yourself that when you make those initial decisions, when you decide to take that initial step and just start, trust yourself that that's going to be okay. And that if it doesn't give you the results right away, that that also is okay, that you will have the ability to tweak and adjust as you go along. Now, number three for how to take action is kind of related is before you even start, decide what you're going to make it mean if you don't see the results that you want as quickly as you want them. Classic diet culture is we make that mean that we failed. We make it mean that we did something wrong, that this is never going to work here we go again, all those different thoughts. But you know what, you don't have to make it mean that. And I would argue, if you want long term success, I would suggest you don't make it mean any of those things when it doesn't go the way you want. I really like making it mean that I'm figuring it out, no matter what happens. I'm figuring it out. I'm always figuring it out because, again, the reality is, as you go through a long term weight loss process and maintaining a weight loss, or if you have something like binge eating, which is a pattern of eating that is probably going to show up throughout your life, depending on different stresses, there will be things that you need to change. The way I maintain my weight right now might not be the way I maintain my weight in five years, 10 years from now. I may have to adjust and change things. What's working for me right now for managing my mind around eating might not work for me in every situation. And again, the the pain situation I've recently been in Um, was a new situation that I then had to do new thought work and come up with new ways of thinking about it 
to get back to my normal and get back to being in control of my eating and losing weight and um, feeling that the pain and the eating can be totally separate. But it, it took a little bit and that's totally fine. It doesn't mean anything went wrong. It just means I hadn't really experienced that before and it was a new thing for me to work on and it was a new thing I then had to figure out. So ask yourself, if you're starting new action, if you're taking new action, what are you going to make it mean if you don't see the results that you want as soon as you want them? Are you going to make it mean that you should stop? Or are you going to make it mean that you should be patient and continue on? That would be one option. You could make it mean that you need to focus down and be even more consistent. That would be another option. You could make it mean that you need to just try a small tweak and just change what you're doing slightly to see if it gives you better results. There's so many different things you could make it mean rather than make it mean that you've failed. You could also decide that if you decide you make it mean it fail, you failed, you could make that mean something different than being a bad thing. And again, I did a whole podcast episode about that, is failure is not a bad thing. Having obstacles in your way and trying to overcome them and not always being successful the first time is how we learn and how we grow as people. And I think nowhere is that more true than in a long-term weight loss journey. Number four is plan when you're going to start. So you've already decided what you're going to do because you're trusting yourself and what you know. You've decided what you're going to make it mean and you've decided why you're doing it. Now you're going to decide when you're going to do it because what will our brains tell us, right? If you're having issues one day, your brain will be like, it's okay, we'll start tomorrow. I'll get back on track tomorrow. Everything will be okay tomorrow. And then tomorrow starts and uh, you know what, maybe tomorrow. So This part of your brain is kind of like the toddler in your brain, and you do just have to do some firm, loving parenting of it. So you have to decide for yourself what makes sense. When do you want to start this? I suggest starting it right away. I don't suggest waiting till the next morning because I think sleep can kind of edit a little bit your uh, enthusiasm or your motivation, and you can wake up in the morning thinking about everything you have to get done, and you can forget about what you were trying to do. I suggest starting right away. As soon as you decide that you're making change and you've decided what you're going to do, I suggest starting things right away. But the other pieces expect that your brain's not going to want to do it, right? That that starting, that taking those first steps out of that quicksand will feel uncomfortable and you will have excuses about why you shouldn't do it. Again, nothing going wrong if you experience that. It just means you still should do it. Think of it like those days where you're trying to get kids out of bed in the morning for school, not really happening now, but where they do not want to get up and you're saying, I hear you, I know you're tired and you don't want to get up, but you have to because it's a school day. Or, you know, if that's yourself at work, the days where you don't want to get up and go into work and you just have to have the conversation, I have to get up. I got to get to work, I got to be there on time, and you get yourself to do it. It's that same mindset that you want to use in this setting when you're trying to take action. So you don't beat yourself up about not wanting to do it. You assume that not wanting to do it is a normal part of the process. That's the magic piece in this, that resistance to taking action is 100% normal and expected. And when you expect it, it's far less likely to throw you off track. So then you can take action and move on. And as I talked about before, once you start taking action, then you start building momentum and it gets easier and easier and easier to do. 
Okay, let's summarize on what we've talked about for how to take action. So first, why don't we take action? Fear of failure, unhelpful patterns of thought like confusion, overwhelm, self-doubt, avoiding discomfort, your brain not wanting to be uncomfortable and change is always uncomfortable, but recognizing that there's discomfort on both sides of that fence. And number four, fear of time or the work involved. And again, recognizing that there's probably time and work involved even on the side that your brain says is the easier side. And then how do you take action? Number one, you develop a really strong reason why, a reason why that hits you in the chest and you're like, yes, that's what I want for myself. And that will take you through lots of difficult times and lots of can plow you through some uh, quicksand. Number two is trust yourself and choose a path. There is no right path. Nobody can tell you the right path. You just have to trust yourself that you are the best person to choose a path. Number three, decide what you will make it mean if you don't see the results when you want to see them. Ahead of time, decide what you're going to think about that and what you're going to make it mean. And that will make it a lot easier to keep going. And number four then is decide when you're going to start and start, but with the expectation that you will see resistance to starting, that your brain will not want to start at the time that you want to start, and it will give you all sorts of excuses about why you shouldn't, and that that is 100% not just okay, but expected. All right, guys, send me any emails, send me comments about your thoughts on this. How do you get yourself to take action? I'd love to hear uh, info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. Um, and if you're listening to this on a podcast or wherever you're listening, make sure that you hit the subscribe button. Totally appreciate it. And if you have the time to leave a review, I really appreciate those. They help the podcast get found. We will talk to you later, guys. Have a fantastic week. Bye-bye.